Uh, I know that some in our audience know the finer points of hockey. The Chris Johnston Show. We are your friends. The biggest stories, bringing you inside the game. What did you hear? The Chris Johnston Show. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. What is going on? Here's Chris with your host, Julian McKenzie. Part of the game. Big money CJ. Big money CJ. We got oh, all man. the energy on this Thursday. Man, the sunglasses are back. The the North Standard Trading Post hat is back. I said the brand name, right? North Standard Trading Post? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm sir. back in Florida, man. I know Florida that man the, activated. The internet is saying you shouldn't be wearing the sunglasses inside, but I'm saying I'm in Florida. And it's a vibe. It's a feeling. <laughs> I got some coffee on the go. It's not my good, good coffee. That's been excellent, by the way, when I've been home. I haven't been home much. This is the playoffs. I just want to make sure that is coffee in the red cup that you are drinking, right? Yeah, you think it's beer pong, but it literally is coffee. If I could show you. I didn't say beer pong. I just wanted to make sure it was coffee. Yeah, man. It's 8.30 in the morning. Okay, good. I don't know. Just, I mean, The good. morning of I'm game just... six. Leafs yes. lightning. The passion. So, what, what is I, the passion? A... 2 a.m. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, before we get to the passion, okay. Talk about, you mentioned you're going to be working till 2 a.m. Is that actually like how long you're, for people who wouldn't realize this, that like all your playoff days are essentially going to 2 a.m.? Basically, yeah. I mean, it depends. Obviously, it's a 7.30 start time. The game ends more or less by 10.30, roughly. Um, because we live in COVID, the, the post-game availabilities take a little longer because it's one player after another versus the old days when maybe a few guys would speak at the same time in the dressing room. Um, I'm not complaining about any of this, by the way, this is no, like, no, I'm no, li- no. like, I, I got to make it clear. Like this is, this is as good as it gets, but it's a freaking grind. But this is, this is what you, this is what you cover a lot of crappy games for to get to these games. If you know what I mean? Like the, the, the energy at Scotiabank arena for game five was unbelievable. Like, it's just cool to be following a series and all the twists and turns and the ups and downs. Um, but then I'll, I'll, I'll do some post-game TV for TSN. North Star Bets is up and running, you know, writing for them this morning and tonight. Congrats. And, and honestly, yeah, I mean, good for good for us. And, and I'll say it'll probably be 2 a.m. when I go to bed, realistically. I think I went to bed about 1.45 after game five. So, I mean, tonight, tonight we're either getting – I'm either covering the least slaying their demons, slaying 18 years of bullshit, or – Another game seven, just like get back on the, you know, right back to your, your scary fun house, Steve Dangle, where we're going back to game seven. So, I mean, that that's the, the, there's only two possibilities now for Toronto, right? I know we're not getting into hockey yet. You haven't even asked me a hockey question, but it's, it's either the highest of highs or the lowest of lows. That's all that can happen. There's, there's no in between for the Leafs. And, you know, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. I always appreciate these insights of how intense your day is or, you know, how long you're going to be working. And and obviously you trying to consider what's at stake if a win or a loss happens for a particular team, because I mean, I have an idea, but there are a lot of people who listen to this show who want the jobs that we have and have no idea the amount of work it goes that goes into covering a game, let alone a playoff series. So I appreciate whenever you go into these details. Julian, it's been years ago. My dad said this to me for the first time, but he, yeah, he said, hey, I see what you do. That beats working for a living. 
And that's <laughs> yes. the truth. It's a lot of long hours. It's a lot of days on the road. It's a lot of flight delays and things that happen when you're traveling, like stuff that you see, but like, you will not hear me bitch about any of that stuff. Cause like at the end of the day, I'm in the building tonight. Right. I didn't pay a dollar. I'm actually getting paid to be here. Like, like that feels like I ripped somebody off and I've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> you know, it's like 20 years of bouncing around the continent on someone else's dime, going to big games. You know, it, it feels like I've been, I'm on a long winning streak and I don't, you know, it's uh, it's really nice, but you're right. But it is definitely a ton of hours and not enough sleep, but that's why I'm back in my Florida man, CJ, drinking my uh, beer pong coffee and getting after it. <laughs> I'm just laughing at this look. It's so funny. It's just dog, man. It's just like you would be that chill dude at party. I'm like, all right, I'm hanging with you. Like we're we're like we end up playing beer pong together, and it's like, oh, we're on the same team. Okay, and we end up like winning some game together. We end up being friends off of that. If you're hanging with me, I might take you to the place you don't want to go, though. Like I feel like I'm the bad influence of that party. I mean, the one time, like the last time we hung out, we all. I, for like peeling the curtain back a little bit, the last time we hung out, we were in Toronto and uh, we were hanging out with a bunch of athletic colleagues and you were kind of at the forefront of that troop leading us to sneaky D's. Uh, if that's what your what idea. You, of you, I literally was leading like 20 people. Like I was like, go this way, follow me. <laughs> this place will serve us alcohol until 2 a.m. Let's go right now. Oh, man. If that's your idea of leading people astray, uh, I'm not worried then. That was a really great time. It was fun. Yeah, no, I like that. That was a fun night. That feels like 100 years ago. Was that in October, I think? That was like October. No- that was like October, November. Yeah, that was that was a while back. Yeah, man. You got to was- get to Toronto or I got to get to Montreal. I mean, I don't know how it's going to happen in the playoffs for me going to Montreal. So you got to get to Toronto if the, the Leafs keep playing. Yeah, that's, that's my hope. Like, if the Leafs win. Like, here's what I think about the Leafs, right? So I understand it's funny to make jokes about the Leafs. And it's funny to poke fun at their demons and all that. Like for neutral people, not even. I actually don't think it's funny at this point. I think it's sad at this point. No, but seriously, like I'm not kidding, Julian. What were you doing on April 20th, 2004? Probably. So that would be nine days out of my 2004. That might be my fourth grade. That might be my tenth birthday. So that would have been nine days after my tenth birthday. Probably watching hockey. You were a couple days after your 10th birthday. That is the last time the Maple Leafs won a playoff series. Like, at this point in time, this isn't funny. And I'm not saying, like, let's let's be clear here. I'm not saying Austin Matthews, Mitch Barner, these guys have nothing to do with all the players that came in the middle. Like, That's it's true. not their fault. It's, it's, not, it's been 18 years. But from an organizational standpoint, from a city standpoint, from a fan base's standpoint, this isn't funny. Like, there's, there's nothing funny about it. I met a guy at the airport yesterday and he was so nice. He's like, he comes and sits beside me. He's like, Hey CJ, can I sit beside you? And like, he was already sitting before I had a chance to say yes or no. And then he's like, (laughs) and he's like, I wanted to name my my son Wendell, but my wife wouldn't let me. And I've been a Leafs fan my whole life. And he's like, I watched that playoff series against Montreal. And he's like, I was done. He's like, I was fully out. I said, I'm done with this team. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And, and you know, yesterday he was flying down to Tampa you know, spending his time, spending his money, coming to game six. He's like, I'm ready to be hurt again. Like, like it's, he's like, and he actually said, like, I don't know, he was wearing a mask, so I, I couldn't get a full gauge on his age, but I'm talking about a guy who's at least 50, I'm guessing, or so. 
And he's like, I don't even know why this matters. He's like, I got a good life otherwise. But like, I just, there's something that draws him to this team. And obviously he's not alone, right? I mean, there's, you know, just before game five, I was, I was doing a, a hit with Mark Masters and Pierre Lebron in the bowl. Met a woman named Caitlin. She'd flown up from Atlanta. She's a Leafs fan. Met uh, a father and daughter. They were from PI. They've flown in. Like all these people spending real money, spending real time caring about this team. And if, you know, I don't know how old all those people were, but you, you get my point here. For 18 years, those people have cared. And, you know, again, it's not, that's not to hang that on the players of today. It's not even to hang it on Kyle Dubitz. He's been the GM for four years, but that matters to people. And that's why you see the reactions you do online. That's why Steve Dangle gets the 160 beats per minute. Cause he's been doing his LFR for what? 14 seasons. Longer than that. 15. I don't like, I should know this. He's like the 15, boss. Yeah. Like 15. But, but basically that entire time, after every single game, 82 games a year, he's talking about this team and they haven't so much as won a playoff series in that time. Like it's, it's actually incomprehensible that that's happened. And so I, I actually feel for people. I really do. It's not like I'm not up there cheering for anybody. Tampa is a great team. If they go on and win in a third cup, that'll be awesome. We'll celebrate on the show as, as, it, as we should, but it is, it's time for this to end. Like it, it like these people, 18 years of their, their energy, their emotion, their money, their everything. It's time for the Leafs to win a playoff series. It just, we, it's, it got late early in here. And, and, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win. This is not a prediction, but they, they, if they don't get the job done, I'm, I'm serious. Like you do risk damaging your brand at some point in time. And so it's not necessarily fair because they're playing the two time defending cup champs. They had this great season. This playoff format sets them up against Tampa, blah, 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 all these things, but they got to get the job done. I, I just, if they don't, I don't even, I don't even know what comes next. I just, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, do you bring up a good point? So I, I go on Steve Dangle's YouTube channel and he said it before. It's pretty obvious. If you go on his most popular videos, it's all the videos of him suffering and the Zamboni driver videos there. Uh, second place is the game seven after they lose to the Canadians. Third place is, I think it's the year when, uh, it's one of the years when the, uh, the Leafs lose to the Bruins. Like it has been happening year after year. But last year, last year, I really felt for Daniel because he wasn't just upset. He was like beyond frustrated. He was jaded. He was just like, okay, this is, this is it. Like this happened again. Like I, he felt sad, like on the verge of tears, sad. What happens well, this year? Think about put it this way. Let's let us let us let's contextualize this last stretch for this core now. So we'll Absolutely. go in. Like forget 18 years. Let's look at the last five years. So they lost game seven in Boston. Game seven in Boston. They lost a game five in a five-game playing round to Columbus in a five-game series. They lost game seven to Montreal. And they're guaranteed, like, I don't know if they're winning game six tonight, but if they don't, they're playing another game seven. Like every year, they, they haven't been swept. Like every year, they give the fans a reason to believe they're going to move on because they've always been one win away. And in some of those series, like two years ago or three years ago against Boston, they were up 3-2, as they are now. They're up 3-1 against Montreal. Like they have – it's not just that they've lost. They've lost in the most painful ways possible. They've given – they've opened the door to allow you to go like, hey, this might be the year. Hey, this is looking great. 
And they've done that again. And I, again, I'm not predicting the future. I've, I literally have no idea what's going to happen. Every game in the series has been a unicorn, like a snowflake. There's only one of them. There's nothing else that like game two didn't look like game three, didn't look like game four, didn't look like game five. It's, it's all been so different. And, and, you know, so I don't know what game six is going to bring us, but I, I do feel for the fans. I do. And I feel for Steve. Steve's a really good kid. Good yeah. man. Good man. Does it right. Works hard yes. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, good player, but <laughs> <laughs> gets pucks in deep. <laughs> gets in deep. He gets oh. LFR videos in deep, but it's time, bud. It like it gets seriously. There's no other story at this point. Like this, at this point, it's just like get it done. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what the score is. It it, it will be a release like you've never seen on hockey Twitter. If you happen to live in the Toronto area, I think people will be on the streets. Honestly, like I think it will be this mo- 18 years. Like if you live a good life, Julian, you get to 80. So if you've been a Leafs fan, a quarter of your life has been spent not watching them win anything, basically, that matters. So put it in perspective. And, and look, this team is good enough. If they, if they win this game, they might spend the next 10 years doing nothing but winning playoff series. And they might be the That's Pittsburgh true. Penguins. Who knows? Like where they – win a cup or two and but every year they're in it and they're you know like but it right now that that demon comment from Paul McLean and all or nothing is all I can think about because they do have demons under their beds in their cars you know whatever that quote was I mean it's such a honest moment I'm glad they let that in the series uh that that didn't get edited out because that you know their biggest problem is themselves it's not the other team the other team also happens to be pretty damn good in this series it's now time to shout out uh, sports interaction. Normally, we would have David Bastel on. Uh, can't make it today, so we'll have him back on Monday. But we still got to shout out our friends at Sports Interaction. As always, if you're playing with Sports Interaction, it is 19 plus, and we ask that you play responsibly. And there will be a link to responsible gaming strategies in the description of the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So if they win this series and they go to the next round, the F question, the big if question, um, what does it mean for the Leafs? Like if they, if they win that first round series, say they even get, they, they get, they, they beats breaking off of them in round two, whether it's Florida, whether it's Washington, wh- whoever ends up there, like they, it doesn't result in a series win in round two. Is that a success? Yes. I know no one, no one really wants me to say that, but let's be just honest about it. It's all, it's everything we've just said. Like they have to, they have to shed the, the skin of what, what's happened here for this, this team. And, you know, they should be setting their bar at Stanley cup. I know internally that's how they talk, Like that's what they're thinking, but winning one playoff round matters. And everyone else around the league can laugh at that. All these teams, you know, Vegas has won 102 rounds somehow in five years of existence. But when you haven't won one in 18 years, like just winning one is a start. And 
you know, I, I think if we're going to play, we're playing the dangerous if game here. We're starting like, well, if they win this and then this, 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 this happens, like we're, we're getting into, you know, something that, that is tough to ponder. But like what I've thought about is if you're the Leafs and if you beat Tampa, if, as we record this, who are you facing that's better than Tampa? I'm not sure there's a team in the East that's better than Tampa. Well, I I don't I don't think they're better than Tampa. I know they had more points, but you know Florida's look pretty jittery. I mean, good for them. They've had all these comeback wins this year. They had a big comeback win in Game Five against the Capitals, down three nothing. They're a really good team. Like I'm not I'm not suggesting other the other teams will be pushovers or that it will be easy. But if you beat the two time defending Stanley Cup champions, I mean, they could they could run the table. Like who knows. Pittsburgh, I mean, if, if they get Sidney Crosby back from whatever injury caused him to leave that that game five, Pittsburgh, yeah, maybe, maybe because Pittsburgh maybe. looks a lot know. better than I thought they would be in this playoffs, and I don't think anyone would want to play against the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Yeah, and I have to emphasize, I don't think any matchup will be easy for whoever plays round two and three of the East. But to me, Tampa is the scariest team. Tampa literally has elite talent at every position. They've won. They're badasses. Like they play so hard, and I and I mean that as a compliment. Like, watch watch their defenseman. If you haven't been like keyed in on this, like watch the way their defenseman will treat a Leafs player in the corner. Like you go in the corner, you're fighting for the puck, but you're going to leave with a bruise. And I just think that that's that's playoff success. Like I I I have so much respect for the Lightning that I think they're the best team in the East. And so if you're Toronto, I mean this this could start something. You're right. I guess you could you could go losing four. Like who? I don't got a magic ball. All I have is a as a Stanley Cup champion Florida Panthers betting ticket. That's all I got. So speaking of the Panthers, speaking yeah. of the Panthers, right. where were you on June first, nineteen ninety six? Holy crap! I think grade eight. Because I mean, I I, I, was I understand ready for, for, for grade eight graduation, man. I was probably stressed about what I was going to wear to the grad. I was like two years old because, look, if we're going to talk about how much a playoff series win means to the Toronto Maple Leafs and their fans, which are obviously way more than Florida Panthers fans, don't we also have to kind of bring some of that same energy to Panthers fans, too? Because that's the last time they won a playoff series. And they're on the verge of doing that now after they won game five against the Washington Capitals. That's also a team that has been and, and I mean, look, the Leafs even though they've had the 18 years of heartbreak, losing in heartbreaking fashions, at least they've been relevant throughout that time. Throughout that time, the, the, the Florida Panthers? Ain't nobody checking for the Florida Panthers like that. No, and, and you know, the Panthers had a good season a few years ago with Yarmir Yager. Like, they got over 100 points. They go to round one. They lose to game seven to John Tavares' overtime goal. Yes. I actually was at that game, oddly, covering it. I believe it actually might have been double overtime. But uh, we'll have to get producer Nick to fact check me here. Uh, producer Nick, I think, said it was in grade four the last time the Leafs won a series. Or no, you're grade four. He was in, I was grade anyway. four. I was in grade four. He was. Like, is, he's like, yeah, anyway. He, he got tickets to the game. Sorry. I'm just, I, Go, I ahead. Had complete Go ahead. Go ahead. He, he's telling me this morning he got tickets to the game. His sister bought them and he said he'll pay her back because he was like a little kid. And he still hasn't paid her back. Like maybe it's time. <laughs> Maybe it's time for producer Nick to settle that bet. Maybe that debt, rather. Maybe that's yeah, the reason. You got, we, he's got no standing bill. You, you probably here putting his business. <laughs> I hope his sister's not charging interest. 
18 years ago, Julian, Joe Newendike scored two goals. Ed Belfort made 36 saves, and Brian Leach played the most minutes for the Leafs that game, 27 minutes. Those guys have been in the Hockey Hall of Fame for 10 years, minimum. Like, anyway, it's insane. Okay. So, yeah, the you, Florida you, Panthers. Uh, yes. The Florida Panthers go on this miracle run in 1996, the Stanley Cup final. Let me tell you, kids, gather around, kids, that you were two years old. You don't even know this happened. The Florida Panthers were the original Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> they get an expansion franchise. It wasn't their first year. I think it was their third year. They go on this miracle run to the cup final. Scott Mellenby, who was their captain, killed a rat that came into their dressing room. Uh, not in a violent fashion. I think it was like, we got to deal with this rat. Then fan, and, and the story got around. And then fans literally would throw rats on the ice every time they scored a goal to the point that the league had to make a rule that you get pe- penalized for that because there were so many rats getting thrown on the ice. They went all the way to the Stanley Cup final in their third year of existence. And that's the last time that that franchise won it. So they, they had this like crazy run and then they've never won since. I mean, sports, I love sports, man. I love meeting a guy in an airport. He's like, I wanted to name my son Wendell. Like, I'm like, what an interesting idea. Like you, you, you loved Wendell Clark so much that you want to name your kid after him. Um, but it, it drives people to do crazy things. And so that's it's sort of what my feeling is like this playoffs it's time for some franchises to get some monkeys off their back you know like the I get you. you see a player you know a player score hasn't scored in 20 games he scores he does this like i think there's a few there's a few organizations out there that gotta do that whether it's the leafs the panthers you know i think colorado they, they've, they've already won round one but like i like they have to go on a run like i, I just think it's it's time for this not to be about we can do this and, and we're doing this here's here's who i feel for the most uh like young toronto media people i'm thinking of like <laughs> the the justin cuthbert's of the world the mikey stevens of the world uh, Dom Lecision. the dom lecisons of the world uh he's got he's the doing passion fun. though he's good he's got the passion for sure uh the julie tacheris of the world like the young people like around my age who I mean, forget not watching their favorite team in the stanley cup playoffs go beyond round one They've net. They don't know anything about covering a team in round two, or round three, or round four. Like I, I'm like that. I'm just gonna pull this out here out of the uh, little trophy case I have behind me. So please don't is that mind your cup me. Final uh, media credential. That is my cup final media credential uh, that I'm holding in my hand, and That's this is ge- this is genuinely like a prized possession of mine. Like when yeah. I heard I was gonna get it, I was like, I lost my mind. Like this, I treasure this credential with my life. I can say I have seen Stanley Cup final games in the flesh. Like it, it, that is something I'm gonna hold on to for the rest of my life. That playoff run with the Montreal Canadiens, just off of for my own personal development as a media person. And I would love well, to see you younger it, people right? get that. Yeah, it's a sign you made it. Like, and look at those people that you just mentioned; they've all made it. They were all in a press box here. Then I was sitting beside Julia. Dom was a few seats down. Mike C. Stevens was at the other end, but I saw him, you know, we were getting water at one point. Like those people have all made it. And I'm guessing, I don't know all their individual stories, uh, but I'm guessing they all dreamed of doing this because you, you usually don't end up in a press box covering a Stanley Cup playoff game by accident. Like usually no. it means you've loved hockey your whole life. It means you've dreamt of getting, just finding your way in the door. Um, I actually remember my first cup final that I did was 2007, Ottawa, Anaheim. But the year before, I was in consideration to go. There you are. I love it. Wear that thing, yeah, brother. I got, I got to wear the credential, baby. Carolina, Edmonton, I was in consideration to go. And I was just dying for them to send me because, like, there was some talk they might send me to Edmonton for the games. And, like, I just so badly wanted to go. And it felt 
like, I don't want to overdo it, but when you're young, especially years are long because you, you haven't lived a lot of years. So I felt like if I didn't get that chance then, like you don't know if you're ever going to get the chance. And I've been lucky enough to go to every cup final since. So I hear you. I see it. I, I respect it. And, you know, I'll say like, I don't know if this is the year for this, but like if the Leafs are ever playing in Stanley cup final, that will be an event that will be. Yeah. I, I think the closest thing we've seen is maybe probably the Red Sox winning the world series or the Cubs a couple years ago. But I remember there were some like really great stories about like people visiting like their grandparents grave and stuff over the Cubs. Like it sounds crazy, but like some teams that are that deeply in, in like a, a psyche of, of like families of generations like sports does something crazy to us, man. Like it's given us this great life, but like it, it, it is crazy that how much time and energy and emotion people invested. In. And so, yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but it's, uh, it's funny to think that all that could happen. And, and these young people you're talking about covering the series, they're going to, they'll be talking about this forever. If they, if they get to cover game two or sorry, round two or round three, or even Stanley cup final, like you, if they get that big cred that you're wearing there. I mean, they'll be they'll be big thinking about cred. Big, big cred. cred. I like big that. cred energy, bud. That's big cred energy. That's actually something we should really hold on to, man. Big cred energy. You know, we see you walk around that big press pass. You flashing it for everybody. That's big cred energy. I'll tell you this: like we're just now we're just storytelling. Now we're we're not even talking with the playoffs. That's fine. Like, that is fine. I, we could do that. Who cares? Yeah, you know, you I remember do. going. I went to the Olympics in Vancouver in 2010. You know, I was still in my 20s. Like, that was, like, I felt, I sort of felt like at that point, like, if I do nothing else in my career, I did this. Like, that. that's that's how that felt. You know, like, I, and it was so, that was such a cool thing. Like, I'm sitting here in 2022. I can still remember everything about Vancouver. I'm not talking about the games. I can tell you who scored in the goal. The, like, But, like, it's, like, the energy, the and, like, I was there. I was covering it. I had a reason to be there. Like that was such an awesome experience. And, you know, I think that like, what are our lives about when you boil it down, right? Like we all, we're all grinding through a lot of days, a lot of things that go on. You're doing life admin. Someone's bugging you for this form. You got to call it, but like you're doing it for moments, right? Like you're doing it for the things that you remember that you hold on to. And, and that's, that's you at the cup final with your big cred energy. That was me in Vancouver. Um, you know, and we might still get at this playoffs. Like that's, that's what's, that's what's neat. Like we might still see something special here. Who knows? Maybe we'll see two Canadian teams in the final. Like I want to yeah. see that one. year. I don't care which two it is. Like I, I, Canada is so overdue. Like that's my feeling on this. There's no question. I'm not even like a huge rah, rah Canada guy. I'm not like bringing up my passport being like, we're the best or anything like that. But people in Canada care about hockey more than any country in the world. That is indisputable. I've been to all the hockey countries multiple times. Um, Finland might be the closest, I would say, actually. But Finland's a smaller country, so they don't produce as many players. Uh, Big Money Siege. I got asked the question on on Montreal Radio, funny enough, uh, earlier this morning. Which superstar is under more pressure to win Mm -hmm. their series? Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid? Who's under more pressure? Well, today it's Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is down three two as we're recording this. That is true. So I think more, I think there's more like the cool thing with the playoffs is the energy changes every day. The, the, the way you look at it, it's like taking a snow globe and looking at it from a different angle every day, right? Like it's the same picture inside, 
but you're seeing it from a different side. And so I, I think Connor McDavid's under more pressure. He's one year further into his career. His team's down three, two. That's not to say if we did another episode in two days, which I know we're not doing, you got your weekend off here, but, but you know, Austin Matthews by game, if there's a game seven, I might say it differently, but I, I think Connor McDavid's under more pressure. I think the Oilers franchise is under more pressure. Um, no disrespect to the Kings. Like, I mean that literally, but I, I just think that's a series Edmonton's supposed to win. You know, there's, there's, if the Leafs lose the lightning, I think people will go like, yeah, that was, they won three, they won three out of seven games and the lightning have won two straight cups. Those are badass players. You know, this is supposed to be a series. And I feel for Connor McDavid because he's not doing anything wrong. Like he led that comeback to the night. I, I just, I only caught the third period of their game five loss. And they, they roar back, like Zach Cassian scores a goal, but Connor McDavid does all the work on that goal. And so, yeah, I think, I think Connor McDavid's under more heat. But let's face it, stars everywhere are under heat. Like, that's, that's what the playoffs is. It's like a, you're under a magnifying glass. And, and if you're supposed to be a player that produces, whether it's Kucherov or Matthews or McDavid, Kirill Kaprizov, like he's he's showing up big for the wild, but they're down three two as well, and we're recording this. Yep. So like, all these guys are feeling pressures that most of us in our life don't experience, and it's a piece of rubber on ice hockey, right? It bounces around on ice, like it's a hard thing to control when you think about it. Like if you boil hockey down to what it is, you're trying to control something you can't really control. That's what the whole game is, and the best control it for moments in time, right? Like, like the best can can settle a puck and do something crazy with it and score a goal. But, you know, I've always thought this, like you watch a fourth line player in a morning skate, Julian, like closely, they're all sick. Like the way a fourth line player can shoot the puck. I'm serious. Like, like they would game anyone anywhere. Like to, just to get to the NHL is crazy, but you don't see those guys doing the game because it's so fast and they, they can't control it. But the, the top guys control it for moments. Like it's like a minute in a, I don't have the numbers on that, but I think like the puck is on like Connor McDavid's stick for like a minute in a game of six and, or even less, but he can do something with that minute that, that has us talking about him, that has him getting paid a lot of money, all these things. So that's what we're, that's really what we're talking about. Who's under more pressure? Like who, who can do what with their minute tonight? And that's, it's, it's sometimes I sit around having existential hockey thoughts and I'm like, that's, it's a crazy sport because we, we talk about, individual players but they have so little time to do anything uh and so yeah i I think connor's under the heat probably more than austin but everybody's under heat right now like this is this is tense this is like this is where you're like what happens now will dictate how we talk about these guys in the future too like that's it's it's crazy but there's so much pressure to win there's 32 teams like how do you win you just do it you have to find a way to do it. And what I find is funny, even though Austin Matthews has that 3-2 series lead, the fact that the Leafs have had series leads before, whether with him or not, whether it's the fan you meet in the airport who wants to name their child Wendell, like Tic Tac Tomar. Have you seen him? I mean, we talk about Steve Dangle suffering. Tic Tac Tomar broke his like plastic like Stanley Cup running through his entire house, like breaking stuff. If they win that series... All hell's gonna break loose in Toronto. That's why I feel the pressure's more on him. If 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 the Oilers lose this series, Connor McDavid's done as much as he could, but Ken Holland is gonna get more of the of the brunt of the blame for this. I don't know if Connor McDavid's right. gonna get all that. Here's the thing, though. 
and, and I say this with respect, I'm not sure that Austin Matthews probably understands all that. And, and how could he? Well, he's what, 24 years old and he's from Scottsdale, Arizona. Like, obviously he knows the Leafs. He's played 300 games or what, what have you for the Leafs ballpark. Like he knows like every road game that he goes to, that there's a bunch of fans, like he gets stopped. He has a feeling for the fan base. I don't think he knows what 18 years is. Like he doesn't, how could he know? Again, he hasn't suffered it. It's not his fault, but like he probably has no idea what's going to happen if they win. I'll tell you, I bumped into Rasmus Sandin, uh, who's not playing the series for the Leafs in the press box uh, intermission of game five. And we had a chat, you know, and Rasmus, I don't, I think Rasmus is 22. Like he's a, He's a baby. And he was saying like, he had no idea about the fans, you know, like it's not a bad thing. It's just like these guys, they, they probably, they live in their world. Their, their job is to be ready to play these games and all the things that come with that. Like, I don't think that they have time to sit around and think about all this. And so again, if it happens, they'll probably be stunned by what they see. You know, I was in university, the early two thousands, the pack win teams, and it was regular for Young Street, which is the main thoroughfare in Toronto for anyone who doesn't live there. Whenever they would win, like literally Young Street closed. Like people just went and walked and partied and high-fived. Like it would not surprise me if that's what happens if the Leafs want a playoff series. It might, be, it might even be more than that. I was on the streets when the Raptors won a championship a few years ago. It was bananas. Like, like it was actually crazy. And, and so let's not confuse winning one round versus winning a championship. But Right. I literally think there will be thousands of people in the streets. That's, that's my prediction. I, I, and so I don't, I don't think Austin Matthews is time to sit around. Like on a day like this, he's playing, preparing for a game. He's thinking about his matchup. He's thinking about his power play assignment, all this stuff. I, I don't think he has any clue. What, I don't think he knows. He's not really thinking about the guy naming his kid Wendell in the airport. He's not thinking about people that have watched. You know, it's been 6,596 days. He's not thinking about he's how long about this a lot. What's that? You've thought about this a lot. Well, this is the least with in the Matthews era, the least are 0 seven in elimination games. There's been seven other times they had a chance to win a series and didn't. So yeah, I've thought about it a lot because I have to write about it. I have to talk about it. You know, I've lived it too. My basically my whole career, the first game I covered as a journalist was game five in the second round against Ottawa, 2002. I was a, an intern at the Canadian press. So I covered this team when they were in the playoffs then, but you know, my whole career has spanned this time. And I got, you know, I've earned these white hairs, but I know you don't we, like me mentioning my you've, age. You've, you've mentioned been, that I've a few around, times. I've been around a bit. I've been around a bit is all I'm saying. And so, yeah. What are your CP initials? C-E-J. C-E-J. Yeah. For, for those who, for I was J-Z-M. For context, if you worked at the Canadian press, which is a, uh, the National Newswire Service in Canada. In America, you know the Associated Press, so the CP is the equivalent. If you work for them, uh, whether part-time, full-time, whatever, you get these like three-letter initials that are based off your name. So you had C-E-J and I had J-Z-M. Yeah, and basically you're known by them. Back in the day, I don't know if this is still the case, you could type in someone's just three initials and you could email them using just the initials. Um, yeah, I was, I was C-E-J, so... I think I think Forever Pierre was PVL. Pierre was PVL. I, I was I worked with Pierre. Yes. Neil Stevens, who I worked with, who unfortunately just passed. He's he was NXS. Neil Davidson was NXD. Julie Scott was JCS. Shai mm-hmm. Davidi was SHD. Like it's weird. Like this is like imprinted like in my brain after many, many years, what everybody's initials were, because that's how you that's how you went and how you referred to each other. 
I think Neil Davidson, out of all the names you mentioned, might be the only person who still works at CP of all those people. Also, it's kind of crazy to realize how so many of these people in, in Canadian sports media all got their start at CP. Oh, it was the best place you could be when you were young. There's like, no, and, th- and not to say it's a bad place when you're old, but what a training ground it was. You know, Josh Clifford is still there. He was there when I was there. He was JOC. John Chidley Hill still there. He was JCH. Lori Ewing. Oh, what was, was she LRE? I think she's LRE. She's LRE. Greg Strong. Greg Strong was there. He's GDS. Like, I don't know why you remember these three initials, but it's funny you asked that. Yeah, I, 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 I've gotten to work with those last set of people in the, la- in the, in the year and a bit I was there. Uh, like, though, yeah, it's, it's just like a weird small detail to bring up. But like, I, 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 it's a cool thing about working at CP. So, hey, everyone who's young and listening and who happens to work in Canada, if you get a job at CP, uh, treasure that because uh, that is literally a springboard uh, for the rest of your, I mean, not the rest of your life, but like a lot of great people have gone on to do great things off of working at the Canadian press. Yeah. It was, I mean, I owe my career to them, frankly. They hired me when I was 18 and I worked there for 10 years. So I even yeah. left them once and came back and they, they still took me back. So I got nothing but time for CP. Man, me too. Okay. Um, so we mentioned the Leafs. We mentioned the Oilers. Uh, we could still run through, you know, some of the, some of the remaining series. You know, like seven of the eight first round series we've seen so far have required at least a game six. That's the fourth time ever in NHL history we've reached that point where seven of the eight series, or at least at least seven series, need a game six to decide ultimately what the fate of their own series will be. That's incredible. That's a, that's a wild stat because nothing is close in this playoffs. Like the games, so many games are one-sided, but the series themselves are close, right? That, that's, I mean, that's really what Leafs lightning has been. I mean, game five was close, but every other game, someone has a three-goal lead. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing everywhere. Um, Panthers erased the three goal. Like it's it's been a weird playoffs, but like, like not a bad playoffs, just weird. Like like I'm not I'm not coming at this from a point of criticism. I'm actually coming at it from a point of like it's hard to summarize, right? It's hard to put your head. We're we're so used to two one three two games in the playoffs, lots of overtimes. There's been there's been very little overtime, also compared to previous years. But then, as you're saying, seven of eight series are close. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, one, one of the series that, uh, I know Adam on the SDP has bigged up and said is, is really interesting. Uh, I too find it interesting that the Penguins Rangers series, think about it. Like if Philip Heedle's goal in, in, in regulation in game one stands, the Rangers might be in a completely different spot, but then Heedle scores the guilt, the go ahead goal in game five. And now the Pittsburgh Penguins, I mean, they had a three, one lead. It's at three, two now. It's a completely different series now. Sidney Crosby ends up getting hurt in game five. And as of this recording, we don't know what his stats will be for game six, but that is a series. If you're just a total neutral, that is one you have to pay attention to. Yeah. And Crosby's had a monster playoffs too. Like it's, this isn't just, this is like Sidney Crosby on top of his game being knocked out of a series too. It's not just like Sidney Crosby, you know, showering you with the eight, seven on his Jersey. And you're, you're a little scared of the aura. Like you're, you should be scared of the guy um, because of how good he's been really all this season, but, but even in the playoffs, um, it's so funny. Like it's, it's hard to record these. It's hard to know what to say because I'm, I'm realizing people might be listening once the next game's already played. Like, and, and I really don't know what's going to happen. Like that's, that's how I feel about most of these things. You know, I, there was a point I, I looked at my phone last night. I was at a dinner 
and, and Washington's up three, nothing on Florida. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm going to Washington next round. And then <laughs> check back on the phone it's five, three. And I didn't, you know, I didn't see the game. Um, so it swings on a lot of like, it, a lot of these are air balls, like jump balls. Um, and so, you know, Pittsburgh's got a goalie in there and Louis Domingue's a great story, but like, you know, they don't have their, they don't have their best team. And, and if they don't have Crosby, maybe there's a path for the Rangers, even though it's just Durkin, right? We, we all thought the path for the Rangers winning that series was just Durkin walking on water. And, and that hasn't been, that hasn't been what's happened at all. Really. I mean, if anything, you're still nervous about him, even as great as his year was. So it's going to be, going to be interesting to see how that one closes out. By the way, as I was, uh, as you were talking, uh, I guess, you know, it will be old news by the time you get it. But the Penguins are officially listing uh, Sidney Crosby as having an upper body injury. And he'll be evaluated when the team returns to Pittsburgh. Right. Which means they're not going to say anything until they played their last game of the season. Exactly. So we don't. Which is really fine. I mean, like, I I'm not. We just we don't get playoff. We don't get playoff injury news. It's just there's very. No one is forthcoming at this time of year. No. I mean, can you imagine what the, can you imagine what the St. Louis Blues are going through, especially on defense with all the injuries they've had at, at their back line? I know some guys might be coming back, but like that's a team that has been going through it, and they still have a series lead. Yeah, go figure. I mean, basically, let's go back to our predictions. Everything I said isn't happening, pretty much. So I hope you didn't place any wagers based on what I what I said. I mean, uh, I think we both predicted a sweep for Colorado and Asheville. We got that right. Yeah, that was that one was kind of that was on the tee for us. All we had to do is swing the golf club on that one. Okay. Um, you know what I pick? Leafs in seven, I guess, is still possible. I yeah. picked uh, I picked Boston in six, which is no longer possible. Most of what I I think I picked the Flames in five, no longer possible. I picked Flames in four, no longer possible. You know, we could go down the list. I don't. I don't have a good record, though. I'm, I'm just calling my my own number on this one, because we're going to okay. pick series again, right? Before probably Monday's episode. Monday's going to be the first day of round two. We're probably going to be picking who's winning again, and we'll be wildly wrong once more. And and Monday, depending on what happens in this Leaf Lightning series, we might be recapping a wild uh, last few days for Leafs fans or heartbreak again. Who knows? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> that heavy sigh. <laughs> well, I just I've I've done that a fair bit. I'm well experienced okay. in, in in that. You know, it's funny. One thing that probably secured it. I did an appearance on the SDP after one of the series losses in Boston. It was the day of the locker cleanout. I remember rushing from the Scotiabank Arena to where the back where the SDP guys used to record. And like, I just remember I said too much because um, whatever I said got like circulated around the internet. But, you know, I, I mentioned at that day, I remember I saying like Nazem Kadri was going to be traded, which happened a few other things. And that's one of the, you know, that was one of the moments where I think maybe Steve and Adam were like, Hey, we should hire this guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to do that again this year? Like when the Le- if I shouldn't say when the Leafs, but at the at the end of the leaf season at whichever point it is uh are you going to go back into your annual tradition you know you, you you go back on the sdp let everyone know what's up i don't know ever since they put me on the roster they haven't invited me on their their show so i, I don't know if, if they Ooh. ask me i'll be there 
I mean, I'm sure they like you enough where they they'd invite you back on Siege. Yeah, I should I should say I don't feel like spurned or anything, but you know now now they got I'm on, on twice a week on their channel, so I guess maybe they don't feel the same need to have me on their show. Uh, but maybe we'll see. Okay. Um, but look, I don't know why we would be putting me negative energy in the world. No, well, I'm not putting I'm not putting negative energy at all. That, that's why I'm being sure to year, back up the statement. Maybe you're, this is the year. Like maybe Steve Dangle watch parties are going to go on for the next six weeks. All right. I think we've gone about the series as best as we could. We have to understand here. CJ's attention, obviously, being with Leafs Lightning. Uh, can't touch up and on I'm some quite of the Honestly, I'm, I'm just exhausted. Like I'm, I'm this yes. is like, this is like post deadline energy I'm bringing here. But it was really good, though. The storytelling. Like, I mean, come on. It was still really good. Okay, that's good. I'm sorry if I let anyone down. Is all I'm saying. You're not letting anyone down here, dude. Don't, don't, don't beat yourself you up. You know what's been the coolest thing in the playoffs? Seriously, how many people what? have come up to me and said they love the pod? Like, and I'm not, that, I'm hey. not like, I'm not patting ourselves on the back, but you know, like we both do a lot of stuff in our professional lives. It's just like really satisfying to hear that people are enjoying this, that they're listening. Like, I don't know what you. you I mean, you do everything, man. So you probably I don't try. spend time thinking about it. But it's nice to be reminded that. You know, we do this every Monday and Thursday morning, and it's just nice to know people are listening, that it makes their life a little better, that we entertain them, that they like us. You know, it's it's good to feel it's good to feel like it's worth it, you know, and, and I, I can't believe I'm getting that more than like, hey, I like you on TV now, which is really cool. Like you, you can look at that two ways. I think people aren't watching TV anymore as much, but also I just think that, you know, we, we're, we're building an audience of people enjoy what we say. So thanks for listening along. And I'm sorry if I'm scatterbrained today, but you know, it's like my third time in Florida in two weeks. So I'm, I'm are, up and down and around and around. Are you uh, the love to the fans? Are those people who you're going to give your stick tap to for this week? I was actually going to give my stick tap to Steve Dangle. And I know that sounds weird, but obviously I've spent some time, you know, you can see where my brain's at right now. And I've just been thinking about all the people out there that, that love a team. It doesn't matter what the team is. Like I, I'm actually team agnostic on what happens in the games, but I just, this is a time of year where like, this could be a great moment for Steve. Think about it. Like, I can't even imagine what that LFR will be when they break through and win a series, which is going to happen at some point. Like that's just logic. They had 115 points. Like it's not like, you know, this isn't like it's, this isn't the little engine that could. This is this is a team that should win a playoff series. Like I think it's fair to say. And so, yeah, I was thinking of Steve. He's he's got my stick tap. He's been through a lot, and I I just I don't know. I got a weird feeling that that good things are going to happen to him and his team in the next twenty four to seventy two hours. Yeah, I have to admit, uh, getting to know Steve over the last uh, how many months. I, I've been thinking of him too these last few days, and I and I think and I feel that if the Leafs win that series, the emotions we'll see from Steve will be unlike any we have ever seen before. <laughs> that heart rate monitor is going to be challenged. If it's like, might, imagine they're yeah. ahead in, in a game with a chance to close out a series by one goal, and the Lightning are bringing pressure, which is, tends to be what happens. He's going to be mean, stressed. Stressed. Uh, so, my, yeah, I'm my, my, oh, my stick back to Steve. Okay. To Steve, 
to the guy in the airport who I didn't get your name, who's named his kid Wendell, who said he would never love the Leafs again and is down here loving, to Caitlin from Atlanta, to the father and daughter from PI that stopped me on the concourse, to the guys from London who took the picture. Like, I just, again, and if I was covering Bruins, Hurricanes, I'd feel the same way. I just think I want to see people feel that joy through their team. That's what the playoffs are about, right? Like, it's so cool when you go to a city and everyone's into it. Um, And obviously in Canada, as I mentioned earlier, people are into hockey more than other places for the most part. So, Okay, so I'm going to give my stick tap to uh, a player who retired this week, uh, Patrick Marleau, longtime San Jose Shark forward, uh, played almost 1,800 games in the NHL. Most of anyone was ever played, surpassing the longstanding record from from Gordy Howe. Obviously spent a bit of time in Pittsburgh and with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Patrick Marlowe, uh, a player who uh, was pretty good, pretty good throughout his career. I mean, you don't get to how you don't get to the games that he's played and just be okay. Obviously, Patrick Marlowe going down is one of the better players uh, from my time watching hockey. So, uh, stick tap to you, buddy, for uh, retirement. Congratulations. And you know what's on my mind? Eighteen hundred games is so many. That think of all the flights, all the practices, all the nights away from his family. He also, Julian, used to take his equipment off between every period he played. And jump in a cold tub. That was like part That's of whatever of wild. his body maintenance routine. But think of all the times, 1,800 games that he had to take the equipment off and put it back on again and still just show up every day to work. You know, look at being a professional hockey player is a great life, but the grind is real when you do that. And when you play 1,800 games, that's a man who knows about the grind. So he's earned uh, the right to put his feet up and, and relax in retirement. Absolutely. And with that, that does it for the Thursday edition of the Chris Johnston show. CJ, if you can get a nap in before these morning skates, do it. I'm going right to, I mean, I'm going to have a shower and put on a suit, but I'm going right to the skate from here, buddy. We're, we're, we're living it. We're living the grind too on our end, but the, the best grind possible. And if you're listening to this, you are probably a couple hours away from watching the Leafs play game six against the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you are a Leafs fan, if you are a fan of any other team that's in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Good luck. You might be facing elimination. You might have a chance to win your series. Good luck. We're now entering some of the best times of the first round. All the games before were great too, but these are some of the best games. Elimination games, uh, determining who will go to the second round and beyond. Who knows? This is some fun time. CJ, any last words before we sign off? No. Sorry for the chaos today, but... uh, Never apologize for chaos on the CJ show. You're the man, Julian. Thank you for getting me through. I feel like you've been holding my hand, carrying me to the the promised land here. Hey, man. We all need a little bit of help sometimes. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Subscribe to the SDP, Agent Provocateur, all the good stuff. The Jesse Blake Sports Report. You can go back to the Noxie and Cax show and listen back to some of those episodes. Do all that stuff because we're trying to have the SDPN last for many, many lifetimes. For Siege, I'm Julian. So long. Peace. We'll be back on Monday. Maybe the Leafs will have won a series. Maybe they won't. Who knows? It goes for the Panthers too, I guess. And the Oilers. And the Oilers. And everyone else facing elimination. Bye for now. The Chris Johnston Show. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. Inside the game, twice a week. Follow Chris on Twitter at ReporterChris. And follow Julian McKenzie at JK McKenzie. The Chris Johnston Show.